You're listening to the Call Me Mr. You, the podcast, your new home for inspiration, family, sports conversations, and a lot of other stuff. We're your all-purpose pod for an all-purpose life and your weekly mirror check before you go change the world, baby. Enjoy the show. Welcome back. I'm your host, Mr. You, and thank you again for joining us on the All Purpose Pod for an All Purpose Life, wherever you are today. However, you're listening to the Call Me Mr. You, the podcast. Thank you again for making us a part of your morning, your day, and your week. We're your weekly mirror check before you go change the world. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and the Twitter. Download, subscribe to our show wherever you enjoy your podcast. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and Good Pods. Thank you for listening, sharing us, and subscribing. Go change the world. We're back with another His and Hers episode of They Call Me Mr. You. I got the His portion locked down, and as always, my beautiful wife, the Queen, has her portion of the discussion for today. What do you say, darling? Hi, everyone. All right, let's go. So, real talk. Families are complicated. We know this. Why is that, though? Well, because people make up a family and people are complex. They wouldn't have been able to make countless movies and TV shows about dysfunction in a family if there was no basis for truth in it. We're going to chat a little bit about families. Hopefully it's going to be fun and see if we can figure out some ways on how to do being an in-law better and being a part of a family unit a little bit better than we have been and function and succeed together. Just as a quick note, any discussion of in-laws is purely incidental to the discussion. It's not pointing out any specific people or specific situations. So please do not be offended. It's not about you. It's a general statement. Okay. So when it comes to the idea of the topic for this show, which is in-laws or outlaws, I think the title is genius, which I can take credit for, but I can't. So, kind of tell me, I tell the people what the idea of the uh, episode and the title came from. Well, I think that um, you think about the word law in itself. Um, It's a set of customs, rules, or practices. And when you are married, you are an in-law. You are connected because of the marriage. Okay. And if you are outlawed, that means you don't take or have the door to be able to have a say-so or practice what that um, relationship is doing at that moment. Okay. okay. You know. Well, one thing I had to do, because I just out of curiosity, you know what? I always look, every time I hear uh, a word or... I hear it in a discussion or a topic or something like that. I'm always going to look it up. Yeah. I, I love my dictionary. So <laughs> I don't know. That's it's been a lifelong obsession for me. But look at the word outlaw. It's defined as a person excluded from the benefit or protection of the law. Yes. A person excluded from the benefit or protection of the law. They're a lawless person, a fugitive from the law, a person under a ban or under a restriction or someone that's rebellious or unconventional. Now, I don't know how that ties into your view of family, but I thought that was kind of interesting. Well, how much of a factor do you think family was when you were growing up? 
how important was family in your neck of the woods, so to speak? I think family was really important. Um, I didn't think about um, whether family was important or not until I got older. And you think about where your strength comes from, where the rules were made, where your habits, where your beliefs come from. All of those things were embodied in family. And you growing up and you are being around different people who had different upbringings or had different values, you know, that's when it became important to me. Okay. That makes sense. I mean, for me, we had family. I'm not going to say we had a small family because that wouldn't be accurate, but our family was spread out over several different states. I mean, everywhere from Canada to California to Florida to the U.S. Virgin Islands to Panama. We had families spread out and nobody was really close to each other. So we had like little clusters and little pockets, but I feel like we really valued family and much of the family uh, dynamic was myself, my mom, my grandmother, before my sister was born and my uncle. We were all kind of in the same general area of, of, of life geographically and just together. We get together on weekends and, and do uh, family dinners on Sunday, you know, just things like that. So family was, even though it wasn't a big, big family in those areas, it was definitely tight knit. But I think you shared the story of this, of how we met on our first Hidden Hurts episode. I think it was last year. What was your initial family about, initial feeling about my, my family when we first met? What was your initial feeling? How did you feel about what you were walking into? What did you see? What did you notice? I was afraid. Okay. <laughs> Accurate and concise. Okay. I think the reason why I was afraid is because um, (laughs) you had never been married before and I had. And so I brought children into the marriage and I'm getting ready to meet the women in your life. And that was your grandmother, your mom and your sister. Um, I wasn't afraid of how they would treat me. I was just afraid of what I could bring to the table because the kind of man that you are, I know you got it from somewhere and I believe it came from your family. So I, I believed that even the conversations that I'd had with your grandmother um, and even speaking to your mom and the way that you described them, I know that they would, even if they didn't know how to, see me or accept me at the moment, I knew it was an opportunity to grow, to know them and for us to get to know one another because of the kind of man that you are and the man that I met. Okay. Well, girl, brownie points for you. Let's keep, let's, let's keep that rolling. I I want to share real quick a scripture out of Luke 14 uh, verse 26. I think this is really important because when we think about family, this is the passage in scripture. It is not, I'm sure there's more than one, but this is probably the one that when you when you hear this, if you have strong family ties, when you hear this passage, this is the one that makes you get off of the boat. This is the one that uh, makes you stumble because you're like, what? God wrote this and this is what he, let's walk through it a little bit together real quick, right? Luke chapter 14, verse 26. It reads, if any man comes to me, and hates not his own father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters and even his own life also, he can't be my disciple. 
Now, there's an amplified version of this, and I'll read that part as well, just for more clarification. Taking all of these and vows out, but it says, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life, with a sense of indifference or relative disregard for them in comparison with his attitude toward God, he cannot be my disciple. So the Amplified helped out there because I know just reading it from a King James Version, people are like, what? Hate my family? Forget this Bible stuff. But there's a point to all that stuff. The Lord is talking about in comparison to how you treat God. Basically, it's family on a higher priority than God is on your list. On your list of priorities and important things and important people, where does God rank it? Does he rank at the top, above family? Or in many cases, family ranks above God. And the reason why I thought this was important to share this is because when we deal with family and whatnot, we put such high regard for family and wanting to, I mean, even to the point where there are people who I've networked with in business and their families have become to, to the point where they are paralyzed with making decisions. They can't decide anything unless their family approves it. Yeah. It has to be approved at the dinner table before they can decide to make a decision about business or about what school to go to or who they should potentially marry or who should they even date. It gets decided at the dinner table by their mom and grandmother. I mean, this is putting family on a whole different level. Yeah. I mean, there's no way that God has priority over that stuff. It's like, that's, that's, that's way too high on a priority list. And those are the kind of things that people deal with. I mean, we, we know people who whose family is essentially their gods. Yes. They they have their family and, and the lives of their children, they have to live through their children. And the children are more important to them than anything. And I'm including God in that. And it's like we have a wrong idea what family's supposed to be. It gets twisted because, you know, we live in a world where sin is rampant. So you know that those things are gonna be uh there's gonna be some dysfunction, there's gonna be chaos and that kind of stuff. So we understand that part. But no, I think this topic is really important because there's so many issues in families, you know what I'm saying? especially with in-laws and people not approving of somebody who you marry and that kind of stuff. I can, I can understand some of the initial fear you might have had walking into a situation kind of blind, not knowing what you're going to, you know, will you be accepted? Yeah. People think highly of you. For me, I just put it out here because I'm me and I, I do me. I didn't care what nobody in my family thought to that degree because I knew that this was my wife. I wanted their approval. I wanted them to like you, the, well, not the way I like you, because I like you different than the way they would, they would like you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I wanted, the, I wanted their approval, but I, I wanted them to understand that this is what it was. So if you're going to be a part of my life, the queen is here with me. Got to be a part of her life too. So that's, that's what I wanted there. But at the end of the day, if they had responded differently, guess what? I'm going to respond differently too. Because that, this was an important relationship in my life, probably one of the most important ones. And you know what? Get with the program. You know what I'm saying? So that, this is the kind of thing that families, if, if you give family too much priority, if you give family too much of a say in every aspect of your life, if you give family too much of a authority and power in your life, imagine what could happen. If I if I care more about what somebody thought, I mean, I guess I guess a relative that that didn't really care about me being married to somebody who had kids. I'm just being real about it. Yeah. And you're listening. Hey, how you doing? But I mean, <laughs> they, there were some people who didn't care for that. They were like, oh, I was making a mistake. I'm like, guess what? The mistake is on you because I know what I'm doing. 
You know, I, I know what I'm hearing. You know what I'm saying? It's like, so th- those are kind of things that are great examples of not letting family become that much of a priority. But what, what, is, what, what would you say are three important goals for you in developing a relationship with your family at, at a current uh, place? Do you have three important goals that you want to see happen with family? Well, I can, I guess I have to say, one of the most important things is to see that they have the opportunity to know Jesus. I love it. And number one priority. Yes, that is the most important. And that um, some of the old myths and the little conversations that have been going on in families for years that um, those things will be corrected, you okay. know, by the lives that we live and the way that we communicate and just basically reestablish the foundation of family. Okay. I love because that. we're not children anymore. We are adults. Okay. And maybe your view of how mama treated me or the brother um, has weighed on you all this time, and we just need to kind of correct that. Okay. And then even in the marriage um, or in our um, children and you and I, I think um, like we talk about the laws and the in-laws and the outlaws, just looking at those three categories, we know what we've said the definition of laws is, and we think about the um, in-laws, and we are related by marriage. So the marriage starts with you and I. And then there are certain things that we don't tell the kids because, or we haven't told the children because it's about you and I, but they are connected in this marriage or in this family, in this law. And so I think some things need to be defined by because they are adults now. So there's more information we can give them of how they can start their family. So Okay, I love that. I want I'm gonna go ahead and help out with that question and, and add a couple more goals because I, I wanted three goals specifically. I have a couple I want to share. Okay. That help round that out. Okay, so the second thing I think would be because that first goal is awesome. Having a relationship with Jesus Christ, we know that's important. It's it's really more important than anything else that we can have. I mean, if you're gonna have salvation and not have a Sunday dinner. Salvation is always going to be the better choice. Second thing I'm, I would say is setting specific standards and boundaries for what you want your house to look like, what you yes. want your family to look like. I think that's important because even in all of the changes that happened since we've been married and since our families became integrated, I, I really feel like the turning point for you and I was when we set boundaries. We had all these in-laws and and. and Familial connections and relatives and stuff. And they everybody became outlaws. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> all all kind of voices speaking into our situation. But when we set boundaries, you know what? Okay, this is the line we ain't gonna cross. Right. Up in here, you ain't gonna. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. This is where we're gonna be at. Right. You know? So if you, if you want to be a part of this, if you want to be connected to this, these are the standards that we set for our house. Right. That was a turning point for. That was a big deal for me. I, I love the idea of. You know, understanding what outlaw means and in-law and everything. And, you know, outlaw again means excluding somebody from the benefit or the protection that comes with the law. And it's like the third thing I think as a goal I want to always have is uh, an open door, open hand mindset when it comes to family. Because there's so many things that I got family who did me dirty and still do to this day, kind of, you know, and it's like 
And I think you can relate as well, too. And it's like, what would Jesus do? We talk about that kind of stuff, but what yeah. would he actually do? Yeah. Not, not, not the Jesus that don't have no eye, that can't see what's going on. I'm talking about the Jesus that of the Bible. Yeah. The Jesus that's the Savior of our souls. That Jesus. What would he do as it relates to family? I mean, there's times when he was teaching in the temple, and his family was outside saying, come out from teaching. The temple. Stop teaching. Come out and talk to us and deal with this personal issue. And what's his response? My father and mother in here with me doing the will of God. Yeah. So he excluded his family in a big way. Most people, even people who are believers, wouldn't take that step. They love their family so much that doing the will of God is a challenge for them because their family is more important. Yeah. So with the in-law and outlaw mindset, I'm like, okay, here we go. You know, the outlaw, the outlaw is like somebody who's excluded from the benefit. I want to make sure that we don't have that we set standards and boundaries, which is goal number two, but with goal number three, have open hands. Right. Open hearts. Yeah. Walk, walk in grace because we are beneficiaries of, of grace ourselves. Walk in grace when it comes to these, these folks. We're always talking about praying about the prodigal son returning and whatnot, okay, or the prodigal daughter returning. That's a real thing. And if you don't have grace in an open door, open hand mentality, how can you receive them when they do inevitably come back? Yeah. So, those are the kind of things that I think about. We've got people who are in-laws to us that we don't quite get along with or don't have a real relationship with for one reason or another. You know, I got relatives that, and I'm sure you do too, that may not quite care for us or hadn't cared about us in the past. Perhaps they start with, perhaps they will start begin to uh, want to reestablish relationships. We got to be open to that. Yeah, go ahead. That's why I was saying about the foundation, reestablishing it, because we have to have grace. For one another, because we're not perfect. Right. And we could have done something that we don't even know that we did, you know, and Absolutely. it's best to put down pride and yeah. be family again. Absolutely. So how do you personally seek to bear yourself, not just as an in-law, but as a member of the family? What do you what do you think about when it comes to your so-called in-laws and, and, and people that are members of the family? How do you how, how do you choose to. uh Develop yourself to help make that situation better. Well, first, I I have to say I just go to the word and see where I have come short. Okay. <laughs> where I have messed up in some areas, even the mindset that I've had, even the my delivery in saying something to a person, um, my approach, or if I heard something, the stance that I take on that, you know. I, I'm learning how to have grace um, okay. and give the benefit of the doubt, you know, and like you said, have open arms and an open heart, you know, because nobody's perfect. Yeah, absolutely. I know I'm definitely not. So Same here. Uh, yeah. People listen to the show. They ain't perfect either. Y'all. So y'all, y'all don't be thinking y'all perfect out there. You're not. <laughs> okay. One big one more big question I want to ask. All right. This is going to be uh, a bit of a toughie. Take a couple of seconds to think about it, or whatever. I'll play some Jeopardy uh, music in the background or whatever. But big question though: families often have good and bad aspects to them. We know that we are, we are uh, recipients of that ourselves, so we know that. Uh, what's the primary desire you want to see from your in-laws regarding you, and what would you desire to see from my in-laws regarding me? Mm. I think. Um just learning how to communicate with one another and um, 
not be so selfish with our time that it's all about us. Okay. Okay. That we step outside that box. I can say for myself, I have not been good at that. You know, like just calling up mom and we just have a good conversation. I mean, I've done it from time to time, but sometimes I find myself withdrawing and pulling back. Not because of anything that she has done or anything that has happened in the family. It's just I get caught up in my own schedule and my own head. But at the end of the day, we need one another. We need family. Because we are attached to one another, whether we say we are or not, by law, we are. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So how about with my in-laws? With your in-laws, I would love to see them connect with you. I believe that um, even though we grew up here in the country and you grew up in the city, you know, um, I just believe that. The way that you have embraced me and even living here in the South now. Embrace, I be- yes. <laughs> yes, Jesus. Embrace, yes. I believe that we have so much to offer one another. They have so much to offer you and you have so much to offer them. Just And even with your belief, you know, but you, you believing in Jesus Christ and them believing in it. I believe that it's two different worlds coming together. Um, to establish a more understanding of why we should treat people that are different from us better. Yeah. I think I'll try to answer it in a short way. That's the, that is really a tough question. But when it comes to your in-laws regarding you, what I'd like to see is, like you said, more communication. And I, I know that art imitates life. And a lot of times we see changes in family, whether it be tragedy or people passing on and going on to be with the Lord or whatever it is. I don't ever want to be in a situation where you have to relearn your in-laws if I'm not here. Yeah. You know, that's, that's one of the things I mean. I don't sit here thinking about death. I'm just saying, you know, I would love for you to be in a place where you are fully comfortable with them, that you can do things with them, go to events with them yeah. where I'm not going. You know, you guys can do an all ladies event, something like that, that you and my sister and my mom can go, you know, that kind of thing. Be be that comfortable talking to each other without me having to be a buffer. Like, you know what? You have to go through me first, you know? Yeah. I don't I don't, I don't want that. So I want a, a free flowing relationship with, with communication and connection. When it comes to, you know, uh, my in-laws, I would just love to, I think personally from, from my own standpoint, I know that a lot of them were in different places in life. Yeah. Different age groups are seeing different things, yeah. and we got different things going on geographically. I think for me, I would love to be at a place where I, I feel more inclined to pray for them more than I do. Yeah, to be more consistent with that because I, I really feel like you know, when, when bad things happen in family, sometimes you kind of say, oh, You know what? I just had a yard, they see me like this, and that's it, and you don't. You don't try anymore. Right. You kind of just let it be what it is and let people figure it out. And sometimes it never gets figured out. It just kind of just hangs out. But the least I can, the very least I can do is pray. Right. And I, I do that, but with not anywhere near the kind of frequency I think is required for this. Yeah. So that's what I want to change. But I want to ask one more question. If you can go ahead and close the show out today. But if you can provide one piece of encouragement, just one thing for all the listeners today about family, communications, or whatever you want to share. What would that be? I think I have to just repeat what you said, having open arms and an open heart. I think that's so important that we all should have grace for one another because none of us are perfect. I love it. 
what about what would I say? Hmm. I think if I had to say anything, especially regarding this topic, I would just say that, you know, even if marriage is the reason why, ultimately God brought us together. Yes. In one family. Not two families broken apart and, and uh divided, but one family. Yes. And a lot of times, I don't care if it's the Hatfields and the McCoys or whatever you want to use as an example, we were called into one family. You need to start acting like it. Yeah. Start respecting each other and, and praying for each other and loving each other. We don't have the the right to to bring judgment on one another because of where people are in the, in the family. And if it's a situation where it's just dangerous for you to be around them, then of course separate yourself. But if it's something that, you know, you know, it's just in your head and it's just a thing about a personal preference or you know, continue to show love before them because that's what our job is to be the light. Yes. Even if it's in dark places, right? Yes, that's true. Light don't need light. Darkness need light, right? Yeah. So that's what that's where I would go with that. But at the end of the day, I'm pretty excited about this episode and where we're able to go with this. Thank you for being a part of this, babes. I appreciate it. You're welcome. So wherever you are today and however you listen to the Call Me Mr. You, the podcast, thank you again for making us a part of your morning, your day, and your week with your weekly mirror check before you go change the world. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and of course, the Twitter. Download, subscribe our show wherever you enjoy your podcast. Good Pod, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. Thank you for listening, sharing us, and subscribing. And once again, go change the world. Enjoy the music. Coach out. Thanks again for listening to the Call Me Mr. You, the podcast. Hope you enjoyed the show. Please like, share, and subscribe to our YouTube channel for all of our full-length live episodes. And of course, if you're an audio listener, wherever you enjoy your podcast listening, you can find the Call Me Mr. You, the podcast. Hope you enjoyed the show. Go change the world. Coach out.